Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and you're listening to Actually You Can, episode 64, Line Upon Line. Now, it's not my intent to alarm you, or to give you sweaty palms, or to elevate your heart rate, or anything like that, but as a friend... I need to remind you that Christmas is in less than three weeks. Yay, Christmas! Was that convincing? Was that a super, was that overwhelmingly persuasive? Can you tell how ready I am for Christmas? It's a good time of year. It is. But we do tend to overcomplicate these things, right? I mean, you're thinking, okay, well, we need to account for all these members of the family on your side of the family. Then we got all the my side of the family. And are we going to draw names with siblings over here, over there? Like, how's all this happening? To her credit, Brittany can keep all this straight somehow. And it's just, it feels like a better option for me not to get involved too much with trying to understand what's happening. I also feel like things change and I don't notice. So I have just really learned to rely on Brittany for this. And I'm sure she really loves that, that I rely on her for these kinds of things. If I really wanted to scare the crap out of my wife and make her think that I was going to die, all I would have to do is know exactly what is going on for Christmas and, you know, any of the holidays, be on top of the birthdays. Like if I started to be on top of all that and have all that understood and organized and had the lay of the land for that, I think Brittany would be almost 100% certain that I was going to die. I'm pretty sure that's what she would think. Or maybe she would think that she had died and gone to heaven. I don't know. She would be able to tell that there was a massive shift in the universe, like a tear in the space-time continuum, or maybe it's one of the signs of the times talked about in the book of Revelations, where the husbands become aware of day-to-day activities, and the wives can just sit there and look at them in in awe. That's got to be somewhere in the book of Revelations. But we've been warned, less than three weeks. Take that for what it's worth. Now, A recent experience has really given me pause. It's less my experience than Kai's. However, he had his wisdom teeth removed yesterday. And we told him there was this option that he could earn some money from this establishment doing studies on pain medication. And they'd remove his wisdom teeth. It wouldn't cost us anything, and he would even get some money out of it. If he went and did this. So he mulled it over and decided, hey, you know, my parents seem relatively trustworthy. I need to get my wisdom teeth out and they seem to be promoting this. So what the heck? So he applied for it and did it and that happened. Now there's this possibility that you may not get real medicine at first. You might get a blank and you might not be too happy during the time that you are without the medicine. And he has to spend all day in the facility. He spends the night there and then comes home the next morning. Brittany dropped him off quite early yesterday 
and by about 8.30, he'd, he'd had the procedure done. And within a couple hours, he was relatively certain that, that he got the blank. He didn't get any kind of real pain medication. So things started to kind of wear off. You know, they, of course, they, they give you the local anesthetic and, and all that and the laughing gas. But he was alert while the procedure happened, and, and then he started to feel the pain. And he explained that it was way more painful than he had any clue it could be. It hurt so bad. He said it was way worse than what he imagined that it was going to be. And at that moment, I just felt like, ooh, like he, he said it was a 10 out of 1 out of 10. So I started to feel some, a little bit of remorse over this one. You know, like, oh, well, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't have encouraged him to do this. Man, you know, but it was already done. It was already, you know, water's under the bridge at this point. It's all over with. It's all done. You know, he's there all alone. Mom and dad not there to be by his side. It got me thinking about the Savior being sent by his heavenly parents to accomplish this thing that was ultimately going to provide a benefit and it was going to require a painful experience of him. And as it is humbly described in the Doctrine and Covenants, how hard to bear we know not. Wisdom teeth, of course, being removed is absolutely nothing in comparison. Nothing in, nothing that any of us will ever experience will ever hold a candle or anything like that to what the Savior went through on our behalf. However, we should look for opportunities to reflect on it as often as we can and in our feeble way try to understand a little better about what exactly he did and, and went through for us. And this is one of those things that, that kind of got me thinking. I wasn't there with Kai during any of this and any other medical procedure he's ever had done, Brittany or myself or both of us were right there next to him. And this one was different because we were not permitted to be there when this happened. He had to be alone. And owing to the fact of how painful he said his experience was, it just gets me thinking. Our Heavenly Parents sending our Redeemer into that situation to be alone, experience that indescribable pain and and the true depths of sorrow to descend below all things, that is just incredible to reflect on. A sobering thought, to be sure. Now, switching gears a little bit, but using the same concept to kind of pivot into the, the idea of today's topic, line upon line. When we're in the middle of an ordeal, part of our brain thinks, wow, wouldn't it be nice if someone could just bludgeon me over the head with a stapler, knock me out, and then wake me up when this is all over? Could you just give me an epidural in my heart and soul, please, and make me oblivious to all this nonsense and then wake me up when the dust is settled and, every and everything has gone back to normal, when everything has gone back to the way it was? Part of us really wants that to be the approach that we can take any challenge that we're experiencing, right? And it may not even be a particularly challenging thing that we're going through, but we are looking forward to 
some exciting thing we have planned, like a vacation or looking forward, let's say to retirement. I'm a little ways away from that. But let's say you got a couple years. You're pretty close to that. Oh, you just wish it would hurry up and go by so that you can be there. Then, then you can be content. Then you can enjoy that thing, right? Then you can give yourself permission to feel as good as you think you're going to feel when you get to that point. And I was reflecting on the fact that my dear Brittany's involved in her second to last semester, hopefully for her sake. She's only got one after this. We think she only has one more. I was, I was really hoping, man, I would love for her sake to be done with this so that she doesn't have to worry about it. And partially, it's a little bit for my sake, too, because I, I do worry about her when she's studying for these classes and, and don't want her to have to go through the discomfort of it all because I know all too well what it's like to be moving through difficult college coursework and writing the papers and studying for the finals. Nobody likes to do that. I'm sorry. If anyone claims to like that, you're lying and you need to stop and change. Stop lying. It's not helping you. It's not helping us. College is hard. And I'm thinking, oh, if we could just get past these times, then everything will be okay. But as I thought on this, I could see the sun making its way through the sky. And as of late, we're seeing less and less and less of the sun each day. There's more darkness than there is light in any given day right now in this corner of the world. And I realized, you know, we have to take this a day at a time. We have to. We actually cannot experience more than a day at a time. In fact, we can't even do a day, a day at a time. It's just a small moment after small moment. That's all we're allowed to do. And I thought about rather than this being an obstacle, this is a gift. This is a gift to us that we experience life a small moment at a time. Isn't it amazing that we don't have to experience all the challenges of the coming year all at once, all in one day? When we fret about what the future may hold, we're trying to experience it almost in advance. As if by worrying about what the future may hold, that somehow we can prevent it. But I'd like us to do a little bit of a thought experiment. And you can actually do this on a piece of paper if you want to. But it's pretty easy to visualize. You just grab a normal piece of paper. And at the very top, in the center, put a dot. And this represents the future in some distant point in time. And then you're going to draw a line from that dot to the portion of the paper closest to you on the left. So do a line. Then you're going to do another line going the other direction from that same dot at the top down to the portion of the paper closest to you on the right, in the right corner. And so you've got that dot that represents the future. And the portion of the paper closest to you represents what's happening now. And the space in between the lines represents what is likely to be happening. How, how well you can predict what's actually going to happen. And as you go further up the page into the future, 
Notice that that space in between the lines takes up less and less and less of the entire page. And the reason for that is as you go further and further and further into the future, you project or predict the likelihood of what your life will be like in the future. There are more and more variables outside of your control over time. And so an accurate picture as to what our lives are going to be like over time is less and less attainable. But this should help us to really just focus on what we have in our control, really, which is today, this hour even. We cannot even navigate what's up ahead because we don't know what's there. It's not happening. We can influence it, yes. Everything that we do today has its influence on the future. But let's utilize today, this hour, this minute, for the gift that it is. We can only move through life one small moment at a time. That's all. And they are gifts. They are building blocks for the next thing. Remember the ancient Israelites wandering in the wilderness? They were given manna every single day to subsist on. And if they collected more than what they could use in that day, then it just spoiled. They could only get by one little bit at a time. Now, it's easy to see why we encounter a lot of the challenges that we do in life. If we stripped everything down to its most boring details, that would be the circumstances of our lives, right? And circumstances are neutral. They don't mean anything until we decide to have thoughts about them. And then they acquire their meaning to us. Quite often, the directives of our lower brain are going to step in. And we can never fully get rid of these, but it's important to be aware of the, the lower directives. And, they're, and it's basically threefold. I've said this over and over again over the many episodes. But our brain is programmed to be efficient. The agenda is we will stay alive by expending the least amount of energy as possible. Whatever we can do to get by and stay alive, that is all we need to do. And that is all we are going to worry about. That's the lower brain's agenda when it comes to that. And then, of course, avoid pain. Avoid the possibility of pain. Anything that we perceive to be painful, we need to avoid it at all costs. And then capitalize on pleasure as often as possible as well because, well, it's pleasure. Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die, right? That is the object of the lower brain. So when we are presented with a college semester, many hours of coursework and homework to deal with, just using this as an example, this goes above and beyond what is necessary to survive. You cannot convince your lower brain otherwise. Your lower brain knows college is not necessary for survival. It's just not. You can survive without it. Plenty of people do. So if you choose to do that, you're going against the grain of what your lower brain is going to be excited about. You have to use higher brain functionality be very intentional about working your way through this. And because it's not necessary, your lower brain is going to frame it as pain. This is pain because it's not necessary. And it's potential pain. Not only is it actual pain, but it's potential pain because we don't know what we're going to score on our finals. And we don't know how long this is going to last. Why don't we just unplug while we still can? 
having gone through seven and a half years of community college and Utah Valley University, this was what my lower brain had on repeat all day, every day. And it's very tricky to push through it. What our lower brain really loves is final products or what I like to call magic. Poof, look, here's this thing. Think about movies. We go to a movie and we experience this visual audio presentation, this epic story, all these amazing special effects, muscular, skilled people navigating crazy things. And we're like, wow, did you just see that? That just poofed right out of nowhere. Because our brain didn't have to be involved in creating that film, all the writing of the script, draft after draft after revision after revision, creating the audio, filming everything, practicing lines over and over and over again, take after take after take, the editing of everything, the marketing of everything. I'm acting like I know what's all involved. I don't. Just all of the stuff that we think we know goes into a film, and then some. Our lower brain didn't have to be involved with any of that. It just gets to see the final product, and we're like, whoa, how amazing. That's the kind of stuff that our lower brain likes. We like events. We like to learn about people winning world championships, teams winning the Super Bowl, NBA Finals, the baseball thing. Sorry, baseball fans. Uh, what is that? The World Series, I think, is what you call that. We're all quite interested in these things. We like to watch skilled people do amazing feats of athletics. We love to listen to a music album. We've been waiting for it, and it, it drops, and we're like, yay, oh. And, and then we're quick to criticize, too, when we don't have any idea what goes into creating songs. We think we do, but most of us don't have a clue. Our lower brains are fascinated and totally all gun-ho for the big events. And I would even include the second coming as something that our lower brain is interested in. Let's be real. Why does your lower brain want that? You believe that your pain, the pain of the daily routine, is going to be taken away. All the people that ever did bad things are going to get what they deserve and you'll be vindicated. You'll be able to say you were right and you might not even have to work anymore. Part of my brain thinks that, that I'm not going to have to work when Jesus returns. The most holy portion of my soul wants to see him, but I don't need him to return to the earth in order for that to happen. That is going to happen no matter what. I think we're all interested in a good show. When he returns, it'll be, from everything I've read, it's going to be quite the spectacle. But these are what our lower brain is interested in. And more often than not, if our lower brain is interested in it, in this day and age where real, true, physical threats are limited for more and more and more of us over time, our lower brain does not need to be running the show. And in any day and age, it is not our lower brain that is going to give us access to the blessings of eternity, the mysteries of God, those purely supreme gifts of the Spirit. Those are not 
things that we can access using the lower brain. The lower brain is the natural man and is an enemy to God, always has been, always will be, unless we yield to the enticings of the Holy Spirit. So kind of going off the concept of taking things at a day at a time, think about how the universe is composed of little particles associated to other particles. We have atoms, I'm just going to start there, but we were told that there's things called electrons, protons, neutrons. I'm not going to do the science experiments to demonstrate for myself that that's true. We just kind of take people's word for it. We have atoms and those bond together to make molecules and molecules come together to make proteins and cells and little organelles and cells come together to make tissues and to make organs and all of that put together somehow. That's a life form. It's all quite strange, but it all builds upon itself. Little bit by little bit by little bit, line upon line upon line upon line, precept upon precept. And then what you have is what we experience as the living world. Take our choices, all of our thoughts, day by day, we exist in a world where there are things to act and things to be acted upon. We have the sovereignty to be among those that can act. What action are we taking or not taking? We don't have to do anything, but our action and our inaction has an impact in this world and it has a ripple effect. And ultimately, it does matter because it does produce outcomes. Now, while we don't have control ultimately over certain things when it comes to the outcome, we do have control over our input and our desires. So whatever we're engaged in, let's make sure that we like the reasons for why we're doing what we're doing. If we like the reasons, we're going to show up day by day by day and hour by hour in a completely different way than if we don't like the reasons. I'm so glad for the gift of each day, each hour, each moment. We do not know how long we have. What if this is our last week? What if this is our last month? our last day? Were we going to postpone really showing up the way we want to because we thought the opportunity would be better later? I don't think we want that. I think we want to show up right now the way we want to and like our reasons for it right now. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Thank you in advance for leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have ideas for the podcast, let me know. Send me an email. Bryce at BricePeterson.com. Hope you enjoy the lead up to Christmas. And that's it for now.